welcome to another episode of the Grave Sisters, the creepy and kooky sister of the Sound Sisters podcast. <laughs> We're here in quarantine in Arizona. I'm your ghost host for this episode, Miss Kitty. I'm here with my fellow ghouls. Say hello, ghouls. Hello, ghouls. I'm Angela Rose Red. Dreadal. Even though it says Gabby Chaos. Uh, <laughs> I'm a- <He's> morphed. <laughs> well, she believes in reptilians, so. <laughs> right. Yeah. You guys have reached that part of your relationship <laughs> that you're now morphing into one another. Yes. <laughs> Body snatchers. <laughs> yeah. Good to know. Good That's to right. <laughs> if it isn't Gabby we're in Drea's skin, then we have a rumor that um, Gabby's picking up a new kitten. And people should definitely suggest names for the new kitten. Yes. The- we want to know. Oh, yeah. I suggested Lon Chaney Jr. and <laughs> Teen Wolf. <laughs> I think they're both rejected. <laughs> I, I, I think said those ghost. are excellent names. I like Ghost. Yeah. I like Ghosty. Ghost. Maybe just Jerome. <laughs> this is my cat, Jerome. <laughs> when in Jerome. When in Jerome. <laughs> All right. Um, with the puns oh there's so many good jerome puns um it never ends uh before we get into it we'll do a quick disclaimer we as a grave sisters in no way claim to be professionals or experts in the topics we are about to discuss we are simply bringing forth our personal experiences and perspectives if you should decide to partake in any of the activities we cover please reach out to someone who has expertise with credentials beforehand in other words don't try this at home Also, regardless of our individual beliefs on paranormal activity or the spiritual world, we ultimately respect these subjects since they are sacred to many. We truly mean no harm. This is a parody. Oh, (laughs) this is not a parody. (laughs) 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 Uh, But simply an exploration on the subject. Um, Tonight, we're going to be discussing the ghost town Jerome in Jerome, Arizona. And be joined by our guest, Jason Voss, an artist and tour guide in Jerome, to share some of the spookiest moments from Jerome lore, along with another guest, Megan, who will share their firsthand experience with spooks from this haunted place. Um, Yeah, but first, we're going to check in and share um, a video that we all were able to preview with our viewers. And as always, Please feel free to share any photos or videos of the paranormal with us here on our Facebook page or on Instagram, just grave underscore sisters AZ. So does anyone have that Sasquatch video handy? Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. You missed right. it, Kat. During your disclaimer, I did a lovely interpretive like I could see something sister, out of the corner of my <laughs> Little Nancy Sinatra, a little Vogue. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was entertained. I don't know if anybody else was. But. Um, all right, my friends. So this video I actually got tech- well sent last night. So keep sending them to me because I do watch everything. And most of the time I'm like, no, no. But this one was a little weird. I actually thought it was dinosaurs. Like I thought it was a movie or something that somebody sent me because I wasn't really looking at the screen. And I'm like, is that a is this like a dinosaur movie? But um, is this Jurassic no. Park? Because <laughs> 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 it's it like twelve at night. I'm like, why are you sending me dinosaurs right now? It's so late. What the dinosaur? <laughs> what the dinosaur? How dare you! All right. Um. So let me uh, share my screen here. I shouldn't have said Sasquatch because that's. <laughs> 
we don't know what it is. It's True. weird. All right. Here we go. up my spine just now. Is that like a moose? Can it be a moose? I don't know. No. Oh. An no. This this lady's in Arizona too, isn't she? Because there's no I have, I have no idea. I come from the land of the moose and that is not what moose Um said. I'm not sure where that video was taken. Well hold on, it's in the description. I think she said Apache Honda. Honda so. Apache Don. Where's that, dude? I assumed Arizona, New Mexico. I'm Googling that shit. Yeah. Arizona. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. All the fucking weird shit happens here. I'm telling you. Ooh, Zach called oh. it Skinwalker. Oh. Zach. You did it again. It. Don't, don't say the word. Me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't say the word. <laughs> We're on the internet. They're, like it's really gonna hear me from the internet. Like, oh, you it, never it know. Is in the past, like, in the present, in the future. I mean, <laughs> this comes from the chick that like warned me to not put an open glass of water by my bedside in case like a ghost goes into it. Yes, of course it can go through the internet. My thoughts. You're tripping, <laughs> boo. You're tripping, but no, you're you're not supposed to talk about it. You're not supposed to look at it on the internet. Like a hundred percent. I'm getting all the positive vibes. I'm sorry. Yeah, Zach, Zach Woolhouse, you win. You win. What are we sending him? We have Grave Sisters. We have stickers or what? No, not yet. We should shirts. Do Why don't we have shirts? That's my department. Dude, we well, have a yeah. t-shirt printer that works on this show. I still want a fucking jacket. I still want jackets, matching jackets. Yeah, we need we need like, like uh, Mason jackets, but yeah. For sure. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so uh, yeah, let us know what you think in the comments. Um, do we want to bring in, we want to talk about Jerome and then bring in our, oh, our guests. Yeah, Sorry. let's get on Jerome. Um, okay. Someone was asking in the comments where I camped, where I heard a call similar to that. And it was on Mingus Mountain, which wow, I was supposed to be camping there tomorrow. Wow. I'm not. I think I'm gonna go kayaking instead, but I do think I'm gonna go camping there next week because I live like I won't say how close, but very yes, very. Close. Don't do it. Don't do it. Do it. Squared. Oh, I'm gonna part <laughs> back, and this time I'll actually bring something to record with, so that if I hear crazy crap, um, I can come back with something for you guys. It went on so long last time that we were like playing the beanbag toss game, and we just froze and listened to it for like I don't know. 40 minutes and I was like I don't know let's just keep playing the game like the screaming isn't gonna stop so let's just carry on and we did and that night three stray dogs wandered into my camp I swear to god took them to the shelter the next morning but something scared them out of the woods like for sure it was one of the weirdest camping experiences I've ever had and I've been camping since I was a baby 
So, so the beanbag toss game. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. Like, is what are the rules? <laughs> you just have to like get the beanbag in the hole. I guess it's called cornhole. Oh, okay, it's a cornhole. I my yeah. favorite camping was kick the can, but I'm mm-hmm. I loved kick the can and capture the flag. Anyway, off topic. <laughs> um, just just be careful, sister, when you go up there let you guys know when I'm leaving. <laughs> I'll give you guys some coordinates in case I don't come back. You can yes. go for me. Oh my Corpse. gosh. Um, then it'll really be the Grave Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've talked about we should legit have a little sign for all four of us that only the four of us know. Yeah. So one of us passes, we can right. prove some stuff. That's what Houdini did with his wife. They had a code word. I think Gabby and Drea have one, but that's, oh. yeah. Yeah. But we, the okay. We'll bring it have one. To, the, to the convo when we're done with this. We need to figure that out. Okay. So reeling it back in. Um, so for those of you who aren't familiar or who live outside of Arizona, uh, Jerome is a little town that sits atop Cleopatra Hill in Northern Arizona between Prescott and Sedona, not that far from Mingus Mountain where you can hear Sasquatch. Um, it was once known as the wickedest city in the West and it's mining heyday. Founded in 1876, Jerome was once the third largest city in Arizona with a population of about 15,000 in the 1920s, built on the copper mine industry. The mine was closed in 1953 and then the population plummeted. By the 1960s, the town was being revitalized and being preserved by artists with the former mining dependent town finding a new way. The remaining residents lobbied to have the town designated as a historic ghost town by 1967. It was federally designated a National Historic District. Today, the population is closer to 400, but by the town is no longer filled with miners, instead populated by artists, musicians, galleries, and independent businesses catering to visitors, history buffs, photographers, and ghost hunters alike. The ghosts of Jerome's past still are rumored to haunt the buildings that remain. It's no wonder that once was the wickedest city in the West would still have some skeletons in her closet. Ooh. <laughs> Ghost mic drop. <laughs> Does That's it make crazy. a sound? <laughs> so before we bring on our special guest, like Kat, you have a special connection to Jerome. I think all of us have a special connection to Jerome. That's pretty safe to say, you know, um, but what's your connection? Oh, um, so Jerome is pretty much the reason that I moved to Arizona. Um, I came to visit Jerome, I think it was in 20, it might've been 2014 at this point. Um, and I was like, yep, I'm going to live here. Um, ironically, I don't live in Jerome and I never have lived in Jerome, but that was always my intention. So I left Minneapolis to try to move to Jerome. Um, I worked at the tattoo shop there off and on, uh, since 2015, I believe when I did my first guest visit there. And yeah, I just love the place. Um, I live pretty close. I don't like to say exactly where I live, but um, I don't live in Jerome proper, but it's probably the closest town to where I live since I live really rurally. Um, And yeah, I'm not exactly sure that I'd want to live in Jerome because I enjoy my privacy and my land and everything, but um, it has a special place in my heart. I visit all the time. My husband also works in Jerome. So yeah, we love it. What about you, Drea? Do you have any connections to Jerome where'd she go <gasps> we can't hear you Drea no. what's going on I don't have any connections to Jerome oh. I've only been there like twice oh okay oh, okay yeah 
Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you like it? Did you have fun? No, it was cold. I don't like being cold. It's okay. <laughs> well, um, remember that thing where I said we all had a connection to Jerome? Let's just erase that from your mind. <laughs> Scratch that from the record. Take that back. Probably should have discussed that before <laughs> mentioning it online. Anyway, um, pre-production meetings. Good. Probably should do more than try to fix my mic. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for me, Jerome's but plays an extra special space and the spot in my heart. Um, I had um, a really, really special person in my life, like introduced me to the town of Jerome. Um, gosh, I want to say maybe 10 plus years ago, um, just being a native to Arizona, you know, around those parts, Prescott, you know, everywhere I've, you know, been camping and roaming around there a bunch. But as far as the actual town itself I remember the second time I went up there I took a roll of film and we went into one of the um, abandoned buildings it's one of those buildings that is on the way like the the hill up there and it has like no roof and I took some photographs inside there and felt some very interesting vibes and um, I basically fell in love with the place but I knew in that space that I didn't know how, but I wanted to take photographs the rest of my life in some capacity. So for me, it's just always been just an artistic inspiration and a conduit of sorts, if that's the right pro proper word. And then I just always felt that I knew my people. And then there was just a lot of times where I would go and visit. And then it got to a point that some of the you know, people that lived there were like, oh, hey, Angela. I'm like, oh my God, people are recognizing me. You know, it was kind of great because that's just the general vibe that's that's there. But I love the history and definitely have stayed at the Connor Hotel a time or two. Um, just definitely felt interesting vibes. Never had like a direct encounter, but I felt a lot up there. It was just like consistently buzzing all the time. And mm -hmm. both creative energy and then also I my personal thoughts is paranormal buzzing. It's just my thought. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think that's, I read today, um, just like a, a little fact that at one point the population was 78% male. Wow. So there were a ton of bordellos and yeah. lots of prostitution going on there. And I feel like when you have a bunch of men working really hard, making a ton of money and not really having anywhere to spend it. And then you throw in that mix of sex workers, you're going to end up with a lot of violence and a lot of probably unfavorable things and, you know, happening crime wise and to those women. So I feel like that's kind of ripe for, I don't know, some unsettled energy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Lots of violence. I mean, it was yeah. definitely a um, a rough time, you know, for for those miners. They didn't have an easy life, and neither did the women who were living there either. So, oh, a moment for of sure for them. Yes, yeah, the ladies of the night. Yes, <laughs> ladies of and the, the day. day. <laughs> and the day too. <laughs> Um, well, we have someone who wants sausage to fest. <laughs> sausage fest. Eight <laughs> percent male. Oof. Oof. Oh my gosh! Is it Louise? 
Tavar. He's is where he got his first tattoo from Cat. Was in oh, hey Louise. <laughs> I hope I pronounced your name correctly. Oh, Corey just joined. Hi, Corey. <laughs> it's you. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, um, should we bring in our guests? On that yeah. Note? yeah. All right. Ladies first and gentlemen, time. boys and ghouls. <laughs> You've been waiting all day to say that. <laughs> of course. Of course. It's, a, it's my one moment. There you go. Jason. <laughs> He's connecting audio still. Megan. <laughs> Megan. Let's go to Megan. Can you hear us, Megan? Or Jason? Anybody. Cool. <laughs> so so while they're joining, we're doing great on this stuff. <laughs> Why'd you have to get a cat today, Gabby? <laughs> I know. All of our technical stuff is going crazy. No, Dre, you're doing a great job. These are Thanks. things out of your hands. Hey guys. Yeah. Oh, hey, Jason. How are you? So I, I, Hello. Caught, I, I, I caught a little bit of what you were talking about. So uh, I don't have an active um, camera, if that's cool. Oh, yeah. We're happy you are here in any capacity. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> hey, my, my pleasure. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. 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 Um, let me give a little intro. So we have Jason Voss here as a guest. He is an artist from Jerome and a tour guide for Tours of Jerome. And I should also add that Jason skipped work um, with permission, uh, leading a tour tonight for this episode. So we owe him a big thank you. Oh, thanks, Jason. <laughs> my, my, my pleasure, ladies. Thank you. So you guys seem to know an awful lot about Jerome anyway, uh, from what little I caught. So if you got any questions or whatever, I know a lot about the town working up there as a tour guide for almost five years. Yeah. Well, I'm just curious about some of the stuff that you've experienced just being a tour guide. Well, let me, let me take a couple steps back. What inspired you to become a tour guide and how does one become a tour guide in Jerome? Well, in I Jerome? did. I didn't grow up in Arizona. I actually grew up in the Midwest and then I lived in Los Angeles for like 25 years uh, working on different films and as an artist. And I've always had an interest in history. And I just kind of had one of those brains where I can remember facts and dates and figures really well. So it was a pretty natural choice. So when I decided to make the move from Los Angeles to Arizona in 2014, I was looking for jobs and I actually landed a job as a tour guide like right away. Wow. Yeah. That's great. So did you go through like some kind of ghost training? In all, um, <laughs> in all seriousness, I'm not trying to be a smart ass. Well, I've always had an interest in, in, in yeah. like, you know, that sort of thing and um, working on the movies and stuff and uh, the kind of artwork that I do. So, um, you know, you do a lot of research as far as Jerome history, because it's been investigated like crazy over the past, you know, decades and decades, right? So then you start reading books about it, talking to locals, doing your own investigation, and pretty soon you start to accumulate an awful lot of like really cool stuff. That's pretty cool. <laughs> What's that's your awesome. favorite um, spooky story? Actually, I, I'm remembering one that someone told me, and I have kind of a dumb story uh, regarding that, but there what's your favorite ghost or your the creepiest ghost that you feel like haunts jerome still well you know people have different experiences because it's um there's so many places in town and um the places that i investigate a lot i've been inside the connor hotel a bunch of times 
And if you guys are uh, uh, familiar with room number one inside the Connor Hotel, that's the one right above the spirit room. Okay. That's, that's probably the most haunted room in the hotel. Uh, people that actually stay in that room have reported for a very long time having similar experiences when the Connor, uh, Conlon family bought that hotel and then eventually kind of bit the bullet and renovated the hotel in 1999. They gave that room number one to an electrician from Phoenix and they didn't tell him anything about the hotel. And from what I understand from them is the next day, the guy was found asleep in his truck out in the parking lot. So they're like, oh. why are you sleeping up there? We gave like the best room. And he's like, he did. He's like, well, you really want to talk about it. They said, no, come on. We won't think you're crazy. So he's like all night long in that room. It was like um, unexplainably cold. And I could hear a woman like whispering and trying to talk to me and trying to touch and scratch me all night long. So it went and freaked oh, him out. Wow. He got out in his truck. Oh, so now who could be doing something like that? Through my research, two figures come to mind. Uh, person number one, there's, you know, there's the big old painting above the uh, spirit room, uh, mm -hmm. the big old oil painting painted like in the late 1960s in, in the, down in the bar. In addition to other things in the painting, there's a woman with black hair and a white flower and a red dress. That's the artist's rendition of the mysterious lady in red that is supposed to haunt the hotel and the spirit room. And she's been known to like get cold in the room when she's there and maybe touch and whisper and scratch people. There's also the famous story of, uh, you know, Ann Hopkins was. Not familiar, no. She's a famous character in town. In 1921, her and her husband were a pretty um, respected couple in town. He was um, Clarence Hopkins who built the hotel, uh, the uh, Hopewell Tunnel. He was an engineer. Anyway, so. Uh, she finds out in 1921 that he's having an affair with a local school teacher in town named Miss Marie Gallagher. And she was so, you know, enraged at the illicit affair that she got a glass of uh, water and put some carbolic acid into it from a hardware store and then confronted the school teacher in the Connor Cafe, which used to be where the lobby is now. And she threw this concoction in the school teacher's face, disfiguring her. Oh. Dude, so that she, is some fucking that's horrific. shit. Yeah, that's a pretty famous story in town. They actually reenacted that on the Ghost Walk a couple of years ago, talking about, you know, Ann Hopkins commiserating about why she threw the concoction of acid into the school teacher's face. So she spent like several years reportedly in jail over in Prescott, and then she came back to Jerome after about six, seven years and was kind of a pariah, and she lived inside room number one at the hotel. So I think the two, you know, people that have, that have had experiences in that room of being touched and, and uh, whispered to by a woman, um, it's either one of those, those ladies. Oh, interesting. I feel like if I was that lady, which I wouldn't be, because I would never do something that awful to someone, but <laughs> why wouldn't you just stay in Prescott? Like, <laughs> I think you could have a completely separate life and no one would ever know. I feel like Jerome people yeah. don't go to Prescott and Prescott people don't go to Jerome. And especially probably back then. I don't know why she even... just didn't throw the concoction at her husband's face, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. He's the one that knew that he was married. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sister may not have even been any yeah. privy to that info. You know? there's, there's other stories in different rooms inside the hotel as well, um, based on like people doing investigations and writing books about the Connor Hotel. Um, room number uh, five, you'll hear uh, like, it sounds like a dog growling behind the door. Mm. Room four electrical problems or number three electrical problems 
Uh, supposedly there's a, about 10 years ago, there was a documentary crew that stayed there and they stayed in room number three and they shot a bunch of footage for a documentary and they had to reshoot everything because they stayed in room number three and it wiped off all the footage off their cameras. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's pretty common though in haunted place. That is a number one sign. You need to do that, ladies. I've had that happen <laughs> oh. to me in certain places where like my bi- battery of my camera would just be yeah. like dead. So that that particular story stands out. Um, I've investigated room number one uh, at, at the Connor many times. Um, I get in there, like especially if guests on my tour are staying inside the hotel. And if I have a nice small group of like maybe like three, four or five people on certain nights, I can get in there. And then I've checked out room number two, room number one, lots of different rooms, depending on what's available. So um and what I do is I run like the spirit box, which is the uh, PSB seven. I usually use the smaller version as opposed to the PSB 11. And then I'll run like different types of EMF meters and um, yeah, and take pictures and, you know, you get some pretty good uh, EVP in there. Wow. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so well, when you, when you conduct these tours, uh, mm-hmm. is it always at night or yeah you know our 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 haunted our haunted tours go off um at sunset so the times will change you know as the as the hour of twilight changes right now we're going out at seven we're right now struggling with how many people to take out on the tour and be safe with all this stuff going on right so i just did my first tour last week for the first time in like three months um, so we're just kind of taking it day by day, you know, uh, we love doing the tours. We love having, you know, guests there. And even the haunted tour has a lot of history of the town. There's so much amazing history in the town going back to the native American Indians, uh, Spanish conquistadors who actually visited Jerome in 1583 and also in 1598, uh, where the, where the giant mine is up there, United Verde Copper Company, the big open pit, um, mm-hmm. in 94, they, they came across an old um, Indian tunnel, you know, hewn out by stone tools. And way in the oh. back, they actually found, um, this is like, like I said, it was probably in the museum for a while. What they found was in the back of one of the tunnels, uh, some suits of uh, conquistador armor and two Toledo swords. Oh, oh wow. my gosh. Wow. Yeah, this, yeah, this is like about 18, I said 94, it's probably more like 1884, 85, wow. something like that. The the suits of armor and swords are probably destroyed in one of the major fires that went through the town in the 1890s. Oh, sad. That's tragic. So were the conquistadors, they were searching for gold too then? And silver. Yeah. And silver. Yeah. Okay. But they are documented to have been in that area for sure in in at that time period in 1583 and uh, 1598. Okay. Yeah, long time ago. <laughs> so I do, I do have a question, but it might be a little bit off topic, but still on topic. Um, <laughs> so I remember just, you know, when I first went up there, just being completely fascinated. And I had like, a, there was a specific um, local person that told me that in the high school, that there's sometimes like there's still buildings that have mm-hmm. notes from you know way back when like things haven't been completely cleared out if that makes any sense 
that there's still a lot of remnants that's untouched from way back in the day. Is that true? Or is that just- Oh, you mean like, like, like artifacts of things in the walls of the high school? Yeah. Or just like, or just things just like untouched or, or anywhere throughout the town, because I kind of noticed that some of the places are kind of the buildings are refurbished and it's historical, mm-hmm. you know, put in place, but then some of it, it's almost like it, they're still kind of abandoned. And and, 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 and that's really like a, a part of big portion of Jerome's charm. I think I, you know, like number one, there's the old gas station down the hill when you first come into town from, okay. from Cottonwood and Corkdale mm-hmm. that hasn't been in operation in about gosh, 30, 40 years. I don't know what's going to happen to that thing because eventually it's probably going to get torn down, which is really sad because I think they should, ideally, I wish the town could fix up the structure just on the inside, but still make it look like the old, you know, the old building. There's several things like that, that I don't really necessarily want to see them get up to modern standards and fix them up, Mm -hmm. leave them as is, just make them so they're not going to fall down and hurt anybody. For sure. Right. Just fix the facade and kind of yeah. keep, just make it structurally sound. Yeah. I, that building is private though, right? It looks like it is. I don't know who owns it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know it was moved in, a, it was used in a movie about 30 years ago too. They painted a different uh, name of the gas station on it. Oh, strange. Have, have you guys ever seen the movie? Um, um, the name of the game is Kill. Have you ever seen that? You no. guys, do, you, do you remember who Jack Lord was from Hawaii Five O? Yes, <laughs> he's in a, he's he's in a movie that was shot in Jerome. Um, in ni- they filmed it in nineteen sixty seven. The movie came out in nineteen sixty eight, and it started starred Jack Lord and Susan Strasberg. The name of the game is Kill. Um, <laughs> so I'm writing a, it. Watch a lot of it, you could see on YouTube. Um, a lot <laughs> a lot of it's shot in Jerome. And, uh, and then uh, down in Clarkdale, there's this old um, kind of get brick looking kind of service station garage on the way out to the uh, yeah. Canyon Railroad. Yeah, they, they use that a lot in the movie too. They say in the movie, it's, it's Jerome. Uh, but obviously, we know it's Clarkdale, but they use that a lot in the movie. It's pretty mm. cool. So it's worth checking out. It's, it's pretty awesome. Oh, so for sure. I- so what kind of experience have have you had person personally like i know that you said that you've caught a lot yeah. of great stuff a lot of the stuff that i do because again i've been like wandering around that town and checking it out with tourists um for about five years and it's it varies quite a bit lots of pretty good evp that you know and i don't always record it because i got so many things in my hands anyway but like lots of evp responses to questions i roll dice quite a bit like on different tables and things in town wherever i can and it's pretty awesome through the uh, psb7 through the static you'll hear just like you know static and then you roll dice and you hear the the number of the dice you just called out seven eight all all the time all, all the time Blows Ooh. people's minds. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it's freaking awesome. Yeah. That's so crazy. <laughs> so in your opinion, because of course, w- whenever there's a town or places that are documented as being heavily, you know, you know, heavily, mm-hmm. lots of activity, there's always mm-hmm. this, oh, it's fake. It's made up. The locals, you know, kind of mm-hmm. do it to kind of put up a charade. 
I know for me, I just feel a lot of energy when I'm there. A yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not intuitive. Um, I'm totally have some of that ability to a degree that, but I kind of been shutting it off for, for decades. But anyway, mm -hmm. so my thought on all that is I was pretty skeptical when I went in there, but um, there's so much activity there in such a small area. I mean, let's face it, if you go to Phoenix, Phoenix is haunted. Every Flagstaff is haunted, yeah. but Jerome is such a small space that you have all this contained uh, energy. Maybe it's because of the copper and the gold and the silver underground. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because in the late 1960s and early 70s, the hippies were showing up with like Ouija boards and tarot cards <laughs> and black magic. That's that. did, you, did you know that like Anton LaVey from this Church of Satan used to vacation there? Oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. This isn't like, and then like, yeah, I remember that. I thought that he, that they owned the, uh, the hospital or something. Or, mm, well, I, I don't know where, you know, he stayed or whatever, but so there's documented, um, spirit activity there for decades and then it all gets kind of piled on with all these people doing this stuff and when it continues to this day for sure wow oh yeah thanks um let's uh let's go to our 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 guest caller oh yeah we have someone who's going to share uh their own personal yeah. experience keep you on jason but cool. um, yeah i'll stay yeah. megan are you there hi megan Megan? Hello. Meow, meow. Aw, <laughs> Megan. Aw, it says she's there. Meow, meow. Yeah. We don't hear you. Megan? Maybe, maybe <laughs> not, maybe. <laughs> well, um, yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was first visiting Jerome, um, it was actually a different Jason, Jason Benatz, who I've worked with at the tattoo shop. He told mm -hmm. me that um, the top of Jerome, which you can kind of see in my background image here uh, at the J, that's a fault line. And that's where they found a lot of the minerals that they were mining. Um, and some people believe that those things themselves, like the fault line and, uh, you know, heavy metals are themselves mm -hmm. conduits to the yeah. other side. I think so, too. Yeah, there's there's natural fault lines and fissures in addition to all the uh, tunnels underground in Jerome. There's over 80 miles of tunnels underneath oh, the town. Wow. Um, I'm always like not to go in the tunnels, and then <laughs> realistic part of me is like maybe maybe that's a terrible idea to try. Yeah, well, number one, trying to find access to a tunnel is pretty difficult. I mean, and it's private property, you know, sure. but there's sealed tunnels all over the place in that town. You can walk into somebody's shop and like knock on the wall and be like, it sounds hollow is behind here. Oh, yeah, that was an old tunnel access or something. Oh, wow. But for insurance purposes, you know, these businesses for many years have sealed up these tunnels, you know, just for safety purposes but they were all over the place in the town. Wow. Hey, so, lady. Hello. Oh, Megan? Yes. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I can't hear it. Uh, for some reason, the Facebook Live is cutting out, but I can hear you now. So sorry about the confusion. That's but you're here. 
Hi, Megan. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Uh -oh. We have uh, Jason on the line. Megan, uh, you you had mentioned on Facebook you had an experience in Jerome. Yes, indeed. Um, God, it was about 18 years ago. Um, my husband and I celebrated our second anniversary and we stayed at the Jerome Grand Hotel up on the mountain. And I, we loved historical hotels and especially anything that had a haunted history. So upon check-in, it's when they give you um, an actual VHS tape of the shows they used to do, like the Ghost Hunter shows back in the 80s on the Jerome Grand Hotel. They would so, give you that? You checked in? They would give us that to watch. And then give oh, the instead of mint, here's this VHS tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah it, was, um, yeah it was like channel three it was like all about the town and then here's one of the you know believe it or not kind of things on the hotel so we watched that whatever we just kind of milled around the town and then we went and had dinner at the restaurant up there and of course we have you know a real camera that takes you know paper photo photographs and so we were taking them all around the hotel, like in the, in the elevator. Cause I know there was an experience or an encounter back in the day in there. Um, just kind of all around the hotel. So after dinner, we just kind of went to bed. I put my camera on a nightstand, but the nightstand wasn't in like within, I put it on the other side. It's not in arm's reach of me. So I get up, um, use the restroom, come back. There's like a, huge spider on the wall because these rooms are like tiny <laughs> and so I freaked out I saw the camera was still there on the nightstand so later on fell back asleep in the morning we were packing up to get ready to go and I couldn't find the camera and I'm looking all over the room I'm like what is going on I can't find the camera at all but that night when we were trying to sleep there's radiators in each room and it literally sounded like someone was standing there with an iron skillet pounding on the radiator. Wow. Um, I know that <laughs> radiators make sound when they send heat from down below. Cause that's how this hotel was heated back then. Um, but it was nothing like it shouldn't have like literally woken you up out of a dead sleep. And it was just banging for like an hour. We just could not sleep. <laughs> so, and waking that woke us up and whatever. So then getting up and I'm, I'm like, I couldn't find the camera. And we're, I'm like trying to pack up. And I'm like, where is our camera? That was like our anniversary. And I was kind of bummed. I was like, where is our camera? So I go in and I'm doing my makeup and stuff in my hair in the mirror. And I'm like, what is that? Well, on the other side of the nightstand was where the radiator was. And tucked between the radiator and the wall, about 18 inches down, was my camera stuffed between the radiator and the wall. What? <laughs> like it wasn't just like it fell off the table because somehow it got behind the radiator that's next to the table and it was wedged. It wasn't like, oh, it just kind of, it was wedged. We had to like, wedge it out of there. Wow. Wow. They didn't want you to have any photographic evidence of your trip. No. And in <laughs> when we got the pictures developed, um, it was so weird because we took pictures like in the elevator. We took pictures like outside of our room with the town below us in the background. And then we had a 
cleaning lady that when we were leaving, she was cleaning the rooms and we had her take a picture in the hallway in front of our room. And out of 14 or 20 pictures, this one right outside our room is completely blurry. Everyone, every other picture is completely clear. Can you send us that, that photo? Yes, we'll do. Yeah. yeah. So we can share yeah. out. We just, we yeah, we couldn't sleep. I mean, it was just, it was loud. There were orbs all, re- all over. It was just crazy. But I go back in a heartbeat. <laughs> Went in Jerome. I'm telling you. Oh. Yes. Went in Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That is wild, though. That is some stuff. And you said there was orbs in 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 some of your photographs, then. Yeah, yeah. And this one was like in the middle of the row, and it wasn't like it was the end of the reel of the film that got kind of messed up. It was in the middle, and it did not like us taking pictures because it's completely like when you see the old TV shows and they're trying to like make it look Mm -hmm. ghosty. It's all completely like it's weird. Would you mind if when you send photos, if you, is there a way that you can send some photo, like the photograph, like before and after, like a couple yeah. of them before and after, so we can kind of take yeah. a look and see if, because as much as we like to believe that every single thing is account, but we always like to kind of think through it too. And sometimes right. when you have the frames before and after you can be like, oh no, this is exposure or motion blurness. That'll kind of help us determine. What yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's what I was awesome. looking at too. So yeah, that's way that's wild. What do you think about that, Jason? Are you not surprised well, I, at all? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean the the, the Jerome Grand Hotel. Um, you know that was the fourth United Verde Hospital that opened in January of 1927, and uh, that wasn't just the best hospital at the time. And Jerome was the best hospital in the state of Arizona for several years. Having said that, though, according to the hospital records in like the 25 years, it was a hospital like uh, something like 9000 people died there or something crazy like that, which is an awful lot. But still, that's what they say. Um, I know of four suicides in the hotel. Oh, two, oh, people jumped, two, two people jumped off the balcony. One person shot themselves. One person oh. hung themselves. The most famous death inside the Jerome Grand Hotel is a maintenance man, Claude Harvey. He was found dead at the bottom of the elevator shaft with his head yep. kind of underneath the elevator in 1935. The most haunted room up at the Jerome Grand Hotel is room number 32. That's where two people died in there. One of the persons who jumped off the balcony and then also another guy who shot himself in the head for unexplained reasons. They all did that in room 32. Oh, wow. And that's that's the room with yeah. the balcony, correct, Jason? Yeah, yeah. It's on the third floor, one of the rooms yeah. of the balcony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've investigated it, but they don't just let you wander around the hotel and investigate unless you got actually people staying there. Um, it's right. always it's always tricky when you're doing investigations inside a functioning building because you're going to get all kinds of EMF because there's electricity all over the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you're running like a, a radio scanner, like the PSB seven or whatever, the spirit box, it's kind of loud, so you don't want to fucking wake up any guests in the room next to you. <laughs> right. So you got so to be careful, you know. Um, have you guys read the book Haunted Jerome by Pat Jacobson and Mitch no. Stuber? No, it came I'm out, writing. It right came now. out last night. They sell it at the Mind Museum, 
And uh, Mid Stuber, she's a local uh, Jerome historian. She wrote a really great book on Jerome and, and Pat Jacobson is a longtime Jerome resident. And um, they put this book together. It's part of the series that came out 2019. It's like Haunted Bisbee, Haunted Tombstone, Haunted Phoenix <laughs> oh, okay. and stuff. Okay. I, have... I, I was a contributor to the book and they got one of my paintings cool. in the back of the book. That's awesome. Oh, awesome. I do love your work. Oh. Oh, thanks, thanks for letting us use it to, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, we should say this. if you want to check out Jason's work, uh, you can check it out on Instagram at Jason S. Voss. That's correct, Jason. Correct. Yeah. That's great. I got to put I got to put the S in there because there's other Jason Vosses besides me. So, you know, I gotta right. have my middle <laughs> initial in there. <laughs> Do you well, guys know the story about um, um, Sammy Dean? They get the most famous uh, unsolved murder in town. No, tell us more. Okay, so Sammy Dean was a famous uh, prostitute in Jerome. Uh, she was actually born in Texas. Uh, Juanita Loveless was her real name. Long story short, she ended up with this guy and uh, ended up in Jerome. Uh, and he left her. So she turned to prostitution in the late 1920s to make a living. Um, anyway, so she was living at um, Johnny's place there, which is which was called oh. Lil's Lil's Place. My friend Johnny Knuckles has the house we there. Hey there, ladies. Yeah, it's they got Airbnb in the bottom level now, which is cool. Anyway, so um, on Tuesday, July seventh, nineteen thirty-one, she was seen in the morning about eight thirty by neighbors, and then they checked on her later on. She didn't answer the door. There was kind of a mysterious guy hanging out with a Panama hat. And they checked her and later on, they went around the back. She lived in the middle level and they found that she'd been robbed and strangled. So nobody was ever formally charged with the murder and she was well liked. Um, She was buried in Texas, but there's been stories for many, many years of the people that live in that house experiencing, uh, you know, spirit phenomena, including like shadows, uh, the windows fogging up, strange smells, um, cigarette smoke, cigar smoke, perfume just out of the blue, stuff like that. And they attribute it to uh, Sammy Dean or possibly even her killer. I think Johnny told me that his kid has seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Johnny told me that this couple years ago, he's like, Dad, were you walking around my room last night looking for something at like three in the morning? And he's like, no, I wasn't in your room. And he's like, are you sure? Because there was like a tall shadowy figure of a man just walking around my room. And I figured it was you. So I ignored it. Went back to sleep. Right. What do you do when your kid like legit says that stuff? Because like I can't lie to them and be like, oh, it's fine. Like, no, like legit, kid, you suck shit. It's weird because it's a famous unsolved murder, but I don't know where, you know, some people have like, that's not where she was killed. She lived. It's like, no, no, no. There's a, I can send anybody this newspaper article from a week after she died where the newspaper was talking about her and where she was killed and the suspects and her, you know, that sort of thing. And I've seen, and there's the, you can get the coroner's report on, on online. You can see it. So she definitely was killed in Jerome and in that house. That's a shame. Oh my gosh. 
so much. <laughs> Mom, we have to stay there too. We're gonna have to do like a three day weekend in Jerome. I know. All these places. I w- is is it weird that I wish I could give the town a hug because it's been through a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of stuff. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean it's it's. I'm sure there's you know people are like this is like the murder tour, and I'm like, well, I'm sure there was like the kindly old grandfather who grew vegetables and did all this amazing yeah. stuff who also was here, but people want to hear that story, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why a lot of artists and musicians flock to that. I mean, it's a very inspirational town. Like the energy there is unlike any other place I've been. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jason, I know that you said that you've, you know, done a lot of research, picked up a lot of stuff, but do you ever get any sort of like physical like feelings? Like, like, you know, some of these. um, I have had, I have gotten touched, you know, on the tour. But, you know, and felt cold spots, but not that much. I mean, I am not intuitive. You know, I don't have that sort of radar. Um, But I have had a little bit of physical experience, but it's not too much. It's mostly the experiences I've had have been um, EVP, electronic voice phenomena, EMF, and photographs. It's so interesting because I remember like the handful of times I've stayed at the O'Connor Hotel. I thought it was like freezing, but in, at the time that I stayed there, I didn't know that that was a key that there could be some sort of ghost, you know, or paranormal yeah. activity. Or it could have been I just needed a blanket. But regardless, <laughs> it, you know. Do you know about really- the? Uh, do you know the Ghost City Inn? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's got some crazy stories too, because that used to be a, uh, a, a a miner's house, you know, a boarding house called the Garcia House, and uh, there was a fire that happened with an illegal moonshine still at the fire and burned a bunch of part of the hotel. So people over the years, like if they're out back having a cigarette, they've actually seen like Mama Garcia show up and kind of wag her finger, like "Don't set the house on fire." Ooh. Wow. There's also the I mean, story. It's great advice. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's also documented um, cases of there's a man at the Ghost City Inn. He wears some type of a hat and like a long kind of cowboy duster. And he's been seen at the hotel, also in front of the hotel. Um, in the book Haunted Jerome, uh, Mid Stewart Pat Jacobson interviewed somebody and this was a former police officer in Jerome. She was driving down the road and she saw a man dressed like that in front of the ghost city Inn, and she couldn't stop. And she went right through him and he just disappeared. And her whole engine was just totally messed up after that in her car, like all kinds of electrical oh. problems in her car. Oh, so a ghost could possibly go through a computer. Like we were talking about earlier. <laughs> well, we were talking about that other thing that I don't like us to talk about and how they're always watching because they mm. don't, they exist in a world without time. But anyway, <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. So, uh, so Jason, have you been on tour and immediately seen somebody have a crazy experience? I mean, um, you probably got to decipher between what people make up in their mind versus what exactly is happening but you know i i walk that i don't try i try not to sensationalize anything and it's also a lot of history of the town too even on my haunted tours and you don't have to make anything up because there's just all kinds of cool weird enough stuff in the town anyway um Mm -hmm. you don't have to really exaggerate or kind of make you know extrapolate or make stuff up so um 
you know, I go out, everything's kind of different. You know, every night I, you never know. Sometimes you get something over here and sometimes you get something over there. Um, you know, our tour is a walking tour around town. It's like a little over two hours. Uh, we don't, on the haunted tour, I don't, you know, go other places in town because, you know, we'll have like 12, 14 people. You can't fit that many people in a van. So, right. Um, so it's just around town, but it's a lot of fun. One of the, my favorite uh, creepy stories from Jerome is of the torso ghost. Oh, oh, Headless Charlie? Oh, I guess so. It's awful. Like, just that premise is absolutely awful that even in the afterlife, you like still don't have limbs. But um, yeah. I heard that story, and then that I was at the tattoo shop and I went to take out the trash that night. Mm. And it was dark. The sun had just set. I was putting the trash in the trash can, and everyone said, like, yeah, he hangs out in the alley behind the tattoo shop. And um, <laughs> I heard some like shuffling around, and I like, held my breath and was like, oh no, here he comes. Like, it's going to happen. I'm going to see it right after I heard this story. And I like quick scurried around the corner and it was your tour. <laughs> was it my tour or somebody else? <laughs> I think it was your tour. Oh, okay. That's beautiful. Mm. And I think we like equally startled each other. Like they were probably hearing the same story. We are both expecting to see headless Charlie, I guess. And no. It was just other, <laughs> other, other people among the living realm. But yeah, do, what do you know about Headless Charlie? Well, if, if that's the, the ghost you're referring to, um, the story that I got was um, down in the Little Daisy Mine, United Verde Extension in the 1920s, there was a guy working there. He got sick and he couldn't perform his mining duties. So Charlie, being the eldest son, took over the mining duties. And Charlie fell down the mine shaft. That would be the... Um, the head frame that's down there in the park, mm -hmm. uh, the, the Audrey head frame, the Audrey shaft. And uh, okay. they found his body, what was missing the head, or in some accounts they found the head, but they couldn't find the body. So yeah. what? either way, it's like this, this, this torso kind of thing. Um, I have not witnessed that. Um, so knock on wood. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sounds terrible. <laughs> it is pretty horrible, but that's just one of the crazy, you know, stories uh, in the town. There's also the band Headless Charlie. Have you ever seen them? There's a local, no. a local rock band, Headless Charlie. Well, I think oh, nice. they've nice. retired. They've retired. Um, I saw them play at Cactus Kate's in uh, Cottonwood a couple of years ago. Oh, Speaking sure. of Cottonwood, have you investigated Cottonwood? No. I mean, <laughs> like... I've walked through Cottonwood many Cause, times. Because the Cotton, cause Cottonwood has hauntings too. The Cottonwood Hotel, which is right there on Main Street, um, yeah. that that structure that's there, the original structure was the oldest building in town from 1917. There was a really nasty fire there. Um, I'm trying to remember the date, like 1925. And uh, the Reverend George Harvey Brooks, he was a spiritualist from England who was hired by the town to come into town and do a spiritual lecture and, and seances and that sort of thing. And he was mm -hmm. put up at the Connor at the, excuse me, the, 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 the Codwood hotel. Okay. And uh, where the tavern grill is that used to be the, the Rialto movie theater. And mm -hmm. he played to like a sold out crowd. And then later on he went to like after dinner, he did uh, personal readings for people and he kind of had this weird premonition of his death. So that Ooh. night, that wow. night at the Cottonwood Hotel, 
um, an illegal moonshine caught fire next door and blew up and set the town on fire. And he's the only person who died in the fire. Oh, the, oh God. At the Codwood Hotel. So there's the spiritualist from England who predicted his own death. So he's supposed to haunt the Cottonwood Hotel. Huh. That's crazy. Who did he tell of his premonition? Uh, he told Charles Stemner, who was the uh, head of the post office in oh. Cottonwood, Charlie Stemner. Uh, he was probably like, you know, the, the, the Verde Valley's first big like spiritual enthusiast, wow. Charlie Stemner. Yeah. And he knows how to get messages out there. <laughs> keep coming, guys. I find them everywhere. So real quick, I, I want to talk about the uh, photos that Megan sent us that she yes. was talking about earlier. Yes. So um, I don't know if, if you would let us like, is it okay if we post it in our? Yes, thread? absolutely. Okay, perfect. So I'm going to post in the thread, but. I'm going to tell you my thoughts on it. Um, yeah. yeah, that's haunted as fuck. Like, <laughs> no, but like, no, but I mean, it, it's, it's very clear that the photos like leading up to it, it's very well lit. Um, it's interesting that all of a sudden um, it looks like it's noisy. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. Oh, cool. So, so on the left-hand side, from what I look, what it reminds me of is that it's almost like you take digital photos or when you have high speed mm -hmm. film that it's extra grainy, but yeah, that is, is this, fully this eliminated one, this, because it's the same. Yeah. This, of film. Yeah. This was like from one of those, like, I don't know, like Kodak regular cameras sure. that I had back in the nineties. Yeah. And, um, I sent. I also sent like they give you the proof of all the pictures on yeah. one photograph and the pic the, the way the uh, <laughs> I don't know how um oh wow they do it but one of the the picture this is in the middle of everything and this was the last day right here oh like yeah. number 11 and yeah. then the one I sent it's just very strange. Well, and then also, what about number? Well, okay. there's sixteen. Like yeah. I'm like touching the screen, like you guys can see what I'm touching. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Well, we can see it. <laughs> yeah, but number sixteen, it's very interesting. Is that it looks like maybe a finger's in the way or something? I don't know. Or Could be, but that I don't know because that's not where the lens the lens was on the top of the camera. That looks like it could be an orb, in my opinion. That's the um the elevator that Jason was referring to where the maintenance person was decapitated. Yeah. Whoa. Claude Harvey. <laughs> yeah, because that was the elevator because it was it still functioned back then. So you could actually ride it up to your room. And that's yeah, the pick the the photo the the camera had the lens up at the top. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but the, the side on the left, I mean, I definitely think, you know, uh, did, do you remember if she, the person taking the photograph had a flash on? Did they use the flash? Oh, I have. Oh gosh. This was 18 years ago. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just curious. I, no you know. I do I think it's no very idea. peculiar because it's, it's definitely, I mean, we can rule out any sort of like real motion you know, sensory yeah, we're just because standing there. Yeah. And plus it's mm -hmm. also a point and shoot camera. 
you don't really get that when it's a point and shoot camera. That's more of like a manual type camera. In my oh, opinion. okay. So, so to yeah, me, the, I definitely the, think that there's something that disrupted this frame. Yeah, because the door straight um, to the right of me, that was our room. So that's where everything happened inside that door right there onto the right. Wow. What do you, what do you guys think? What are your opinions on this photo? Um, I see like, you know, like kind of a misty, it's, it's not it, the reflection in the bottom. It's what I like is it's between the people and the reflection. There's mm -hmm. like this innocuous, you know, obscure fog kind of there. That's kind of neat. Yeah. That's interesting. What's that like beige stuff on the left side? Looks like part of a door frame, but it's kind of like crooked a little bit. Like some wallpaper, maybe? Yeah. On the left side? No, the other left. So, oh, sorry. That's <laughs> sorry. 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 <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah, by the exit sign, just kind of. Oh, yeah. That, look, that's a doorway of some sort. I think that's like where an elevator was or something. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, if it was a manual camera, like a DSLR with film, I would kind of say, well, it could be like just, you know, a slow shutter speed, you know, whatever. But it looks like two different, complete different speed films that, that doesn't come from a point and shoot camera, in my opinion. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I was gonna you're the photography expert, Angela. Yeah. So <laughs> he said ish. ish. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Um, can I ask, can I ask one more question? Um, if Jason's still there, do people yeah. still do people still see the nurse up top at the Grand Hotel? You know, nobody that I've known recently has reported seeing a nurse. Um okay. a lot of stuff a lot of stuff that happens here is like like weird sounds. Like I hear the most common thing is like the sounds of like gurney, old hospital gurneys rolling around at night up there. Ooh, People uh -huh. report uh, babies crying on the fourth floor because that was a maternity ward. Um, also, oh. A lot of weird sounds that people would okay. hear, you know. Um, but people who worked there for a long time, they've actually seen like full on apparitions there. My friend Catherine, she works at the front desk of the hotel. She took my tour like back in October. And uh, she came in and first thing she walks in, she showed, she's like, I just got off work. Look at this. We just shot today. It's in the boiler room, you know, down there in the bottom level of the hotel. And her camera shows there's this rocking chair sitting there in the rocking chair and nobody touching it just starts rocking by itself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the stuff nightmares are made of <laughs> or, or our fun friday night chats or wednesday night chats should I say. or tuesday i don't even know Today's what day tuesday bro we're in quarantine <laughs> we're, in we're doing at all Today's Tuesday. oh my gosh oh well, we're all losing track of the days with exactly. the lockdown right <laughs> exactly well, before uh, we wrap it up here with Jason, I wanted to say thank you, uh, Megan, for tuning in, telling us about your personal story, sharing uh, your photos with us. I mean, it was, it's really, really great to hear, you know, your experiences and thank you so much for sharing them. You're most welcome. I can't wait to go back. Yes. Thank you. We should go. 
road trip. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, before we wrap it up here, Jason, um, how does one person, how does one person, how does many people, Mm -hmm. how does anyone, (laughs) shall I say, um, go and uh, sign up for one of your tours? Well, the company that I, the company that I work for is Tours of Jerome. Uh, We, we've been around since how they come up with the name. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. That was quite a stretch. And uh, we, we are located inside the New State Motor Company, which is okay. down the stairs where Tommy Rocks is and all that. Okay. And uh, there's this car down there, by the way, which recently I've had people photograph it and have actually seen like some kind of strange kind of things around the car. Anyway, um, so you can go to our website, which is touristofjerome.com, and you can uh, sign up. And uh, we actually, I pick up a lot of people before all this COVID lockdown stuff started happening. I was picking up a lot of people in Sedona, driving them out to Jerome, let them do the tour, driving them back. Oh, wow. uh, sometimes, and it's also historic tours too. Like I do those in the daytime, okay. short ones around town, etc. But uh, yeah, so just go to our website. Wow. I mean, you just have a wealth of knowledge, you know, just very, you could tell that you just have a passion for it and and um, what I love most about when you talk about the unknown is that you have this direct connection to the historical pieces, which is very, Yeah, very well, I'd like to invite any of you ladies, you want to take my tour, you can go for free. So no worries. So as far as any of your paranormal findings, do you put that out? to the public or is that more so for you personally you know we put a little things out on our website okay um but then we don't want to tell you too much right yeah. like you find out rather, you, yeah because it's going to change too but there are photographs on our on our website um but the tour being like right in it and exploring jerome at night on by foot with all this equipment is pretty awesome it's really fun that's great. And then can you plug one more time how anyone can look at your wonderful artwork? Just oh, um, you know, I have a Wix website, but it's really long and I can't remember off the top of my head what the hell the URL is for it. You send it uh, to us. <laughs> yeah, we'll I'll do that. But I'm also on Facebook and then I have Instagram, of course, like Kat said. So great. Awesome. Well, we want to thank you again for taking time and giving us your expertise knowledge. It's much appreciated. And we're well, so you. going to take you up on that offer to do yeah. some ghost touring. It's it's so. slower during the week, you know, so if you just say, hey, we're, we're free, whatever, you know, just, just let me know, Angela. So it's all good. That sounds great. It was so good talking <laughs> with both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank thanks you. For- thank and I was going to ask, then if we end up that we're able to get into the grand hotel and stay there and do a ghost hunt, which we've been talking about doing since mm-hmm. we started this podcast. Yeah. Will you join us so you can fill us yeah. in? On the- yeah, totally. As long as I'm not working that night, I have equipment I can bring too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so fun, right? You want to try and get room number 32. <laughs> oh, <I wrote. laughs> Come on, Megan, you're coming along. <laughs> I will be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you both for coming and speaking with the Grave Sisters. We appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much. See you, ladies. Thanks, ladies. Stay, you. Spooky. Thank you. Stay spooky. Stay <laughs> spooky. All right. I can't today, you guys. I am on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> that's great we need that (laughs) (laughs) or or shall i say heads roll 
No. Whoa. Like Headless Charlie. <laughs> All respect, Headless Charlie. Dad jokes. Yeah, I don't want to be haunted by that torso. Do not. No way. I res- <laughs> just for the record, I respect everything. Please do not come to me while I'm trying to sleep. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're the empath. <sighs> so many feels, you guys. So many fucking feels. I know. We need to go, and then you need to fill us in. Um. <sighs> <laughs> I was so excited about doing this today and I don't know if that has anything to do with my own uh, personal abilities but I definitely had dreams about Jerome last night oh wow yeah what were they um you know I can't recall the specifics but we were definitely- you're gonna say I can't say online I'm all, yeah that's a spicy <laughs> dream <laughs> not that scandalous unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) i think it was we were just hanging out in town and uh yeah i'll have to ponder on that when i'm not uh on the spot i'll get we were we all there with you yeah well that's just maybe just telling us that when this all is over we'll be together again hunting some ghosts i hope so we'll be (laughs) able to hug (laughs) yes i know all right anyway (laughs) well this is miss kitty signing off with my fellow ghouls to say when you hear a mysterious bump in the night you feel the truth is really out there or you cannot shake the frightening feeling that there is more out there than what the eye can perceive remember you you are are not alone. alone